Welcome to the Modeling and Power Narratives Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan Flowers. I'm Jacob Hale. And man, it's exciting to be back, bro. It's exciting to be back. It's good to see us visually, bro, with, especially with us being in different states and everything. So, um, man, it's, it's a revelation for us because you know how long we've been waiting for us to, to move over to YouTube. And we'll get into more on that when uh, our co-host gets back. Trey is on a little hiatus right now with dealing with some things with uh in his person's life his family life so um that's definitely something i'll be looking forward to to having him back but it's good to see you bro how you doing what what, what you been up to uh man i'm i'm doing well i would just say just so everyone knows uh i did have a haircut at the time we were supposed to be recording but life happens of course so now i have to look like this and Fact. That's crazy because some people who don't know me, they're gonna see me for the first time. They're like, "Man, you couldn't, you couldn't at least get a haircut or something like that." I'm like, "Listen, I tried. Okay, I tried on my end. All right, so let's all, let's all calm down on that." But see, other than and that, we just, um, and we just, man, you've been doing good though, right? Life been treating you well. Oh yeah, other than that, life is fine. I mean, you know, just working hard, trying to. Kill it out there, usual stuff, you know. I'm, I'm more of in charge of the content that's getting pushed out, so I've been pumping a lot of content, really trying to make sure we stay in the algorithm and everything like that. And having videos like this is definitely going to help, so it's going to be nice. Yeah, and we we appreciate your work, bro, because that's something that I can never do. But what you you talk, you know, you touched base on one thing we were just talking about before we actually started recording is the confidence level of somebody that uh, that does have a haircut and who doesn't have a haircut, and uh, that's super important because uh, I haven't had a haircut in three, uh, I want to say three weeks, bro. And I know I got the freshly baited twist and everything. That's nice, but my beard is uh, connecting, bro. So I know it's time for me to get in the get in the chair, bro. I, I've been waiting a little bit too long for that, but. Um, bro, I'm I'm excited to hear you. Um, doing well, bro. It's it's good to be back. It's good to see you visually, um, especially with us being in different states and everything, and especially all the things that we've had going on in our personal and work wise. Um, it's kind of been hindering us from doing this. So, but it's good to be back, and it's good to make this transition or this transition over to YouTube, bro. We've been we've been thinking about this for a long time, bro. So, um, it's it's definitely something that has been in the works for for a while now, but. Before we get into that, bro, I just want to give a shout out to to Marcus for, you know, my friend Marcus for for helping us in this transition. Um, he's been a supporter for, of ours since we the conception of this podcast, and he had his hand in uh, making this happen for us. And so we appreciate him and his business, uh, Mark Hicks. Um, we hoping that's taking off for him as well. So get at him um, for all your sneaker needs, all your exclusive sneaker needs. You can find him on his business page on Instagram at Mark Hicks Vault and his personal page at Marco Polo 23. And uh, his links are in his bio on his uh, for his website for those pre-orders and uh, shoe drops. So make sure you get at my boy um, for all my sneaker heads like myself um, to get you right. He'll definitely get you right for the right price. So I was going to go in on Trey, but, you know, with Trey not being here, um, I'll say that for a different episode because, you know, I accused him of having that bot and I still think he does. But it's OK. We'll, we'll give Trey a pass for the day. But I'm definitely excited to have him back um, in the loop here soon. So but um, as far as me, bro, everything's been going well. Everything's been going well. Um, doing a lot of, you know, side adventures, still getting used to that nine to five life. Um, I never thought the transition would be as hard, but, you know, some of the tips that you've been giving me has helped me being more intentional with my time. It's been helping me. So just staying on top of things and being able to, you know, still get what I need to get done or what I'm passionate about getting done. But uh, like I said, being intentional about how I use my time, because, um, you know, when you get <laughs> when you get that job and doing side adventures, your time can get ate up pretty quickly, pretty quickly. So. But I'm doing I'm doing well, bro. I feel blessed and I'm just happy to be here and happy to be doing this podcast again. Uh, like I said, we've been on a little hiatus for a little bit. But with that being said, yeah, bro, yeah, I want to get into sure. the episode. I want to get into the topic. For sure. Um, supporting your friends. Right. Um, you and Trey did an episode. If you haven't got to listen to that, please go listen to that. Um, it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those guys did a, a wonderful job um, on that. And I, I wish yeah. I would have been able to get in <laughs> on that episode. But uh <laughs> I know we definitely had to make this happen, bro. It was oh, hey, when you guys now, came so, to me with that uh, idea. I was like, man, 
yeah, we here now, bro. But um, you know, one thing that I did take away from that episode, and one thing I want to start with is defining what a friend is or what a friend may look like, right? Because as you get older, bro, the definition of a friend can change, right? You, we were you were we were young, right? And especially for men, bro, we all like to throw that bro, you know, bro worry around. It's easy for us to call each other brothers over the simplest things, but that has to have a definite, you know, a different definition than what an actual friend is. And so before I get into my spiel about what a friend is, what what are some criteria for you in terms of what would you consider someone to be a friend and how would that look for you? So I've been thinking about this a little bit. I think. I think anytime you describe a friend, the criteria has to be loose. It shouldn't be a strict term because, uh, you know, again, we're, we're all different people. It's it's going to fall in different areas for people. Again, someone's friend may not be your friend for certain reasons or certain dynamics. So because of that, I feel like when I come up with my own personal definition, it has to be a loose term. So... With that being said, right. I think one of the main criteria for a friend is that there has to be some type of benefit that you're getting out of responding to this person, if that makes sense. Like, there has to be right. some type of positive no, impact does. that's happening because you're talking to that person. Right. So you losing more than or not, you know, what I'm saying you in a sense, you gain something from it, but you're not being a friend for that sole purpose, right, to you know, as a role player, like I'm, you know, certain people answer people's lives, you know, for the benefit of, you know, this agenda of I need something from you, right? And I think that is where our biggest, you know, step back as people is that we enter people's lives with, well, I need you to play this role or we got ulterior motives. And so for me, like you said, like it's a loose term, right? It's got to be a fluid term because certain friends of mine that I would consider friends um, they don't all fit into a square box. But one of the underlying thing that I would say is that they're also very supportive of who I am first and my authenticity, right? Who I am as a person first. And they support everything that pushes me forward in my life. And I think that's pretty much the criteria that I have. And it's kind of like a little vetting process that you got to have with that, right? Because like I said, for us as men, it's easy for us to go around and throw that bro word around, right? Like, what's up, brother? Love, brother. And we all have that that line where we throw around that brother. Because like, we should give unconditional love to everybody. But who we have in our close-knit circle has to be, you know, especially if you're going for something higher, it has to be that. It has to be close. It has to be secure. And you got to make sure that you're vetting people in a sense of, do this person really have the best interest in my life? Is there something that they're elevating me to do? Not that I'm becoming friends for that, you know, for that reason, but it's something that I could take away from them that's pushing me in one aspect of my life. So I would say that's the constant um, in terms of what it means to be a friend for me. And and it's the same thing for me. Right. Right. I have to give the same thing that I'm expecting from other people to be, you know, in terms of friendship. I have to be able to give that out. And I think a lot of people miss that mark. Right. We all on a cost benefit analysis, we all program to want to give out least and receive the most. And so making sure that we conscious about being fair and getting even with those people that have done right by us. And that's what I think an underlying thing is for being a friend. Is there any other elements that, you know, is just a non-negotiable for you in terms of friendship for you? I'd say for me, the biggest thing, I, think, I mean, you touch on a really great point, is that there has to be some type of mutual, and I do agree with that, is that I, I have to be giving something to that person as well for, in order for the dynamic to work. Um, I think this, right. is, this is definitely a personal thing for me, and I know how I am as a person, and this is just a philosophy that always works for me. I know, and again, it varies, it's loose, Sometimes it can only be a couple months. Sometimes it can be a year. But I, for my personal criteria, I do believe there has to be some type of progression or some type of evolution. So if I met you, let's say a month ago, and you're really cool, and we're friends, you know, at some point there has to be some type of progression into something. 
you know, and it's just if it remains stagnant to a degree, it's just not a high chance that we're going to remain friends. And again, that's loose. So a couple examples so it doesn't like stay like really blurry on what I'm talking about is, you know, there'll be some friends where, okay, well, in a few years, as I'm growing as a person, you know, I expect you to grow as a person. Or there's some people to where, okay, I've talked to you for a few weeks. At some point, I do expect that we hang out in person. I do expect that, you know, we start doing things together to that degree. So those are little examples to where, like, there has to be some type of progression from my personal definition of what works for me. And so my question would be to you is that, are you saying, and I want to make sure that I clarify, that's why I'm asking this question, right? Are you saying that the progression has to align with how you progress? Because we, we talk about it all the time, right? We have to give that grace because everybody's timing is different, right? I understand that somebody's revelation in their life might not be the same timing as mine, right? And it's the same thing that I would want for me, right? If somebody is elevating in a way where I might not be, you know, and it's all subjective, right? I wouldn't want that same grace. It's like, you know, we're, we're working through real things in life, right? And some people know how to deal with it better. Some people don't. But before you answer that question, I will say in this way is that I get where you're coming from in a sense that I know you're a person that likes elevation, right? We, we similar on that, right? So we don't really want anything that's around us that's really holding us back from getting to that greater version of ourselves and all aspects of life. So I get where you're saying that. But what I'm saying is that we know that nobody's life is, you know, linear. No success isn't linear. Growth isn't linear. And my question to you is that, you know, for somebody that you would consider a friend, do you have to see that constant growth or do you give out some grace period? Because, you know, like I said, like everybody's a little bit different and, you know, everybody's revelations and timing is a little bit different than ours. So. Yeah, I would say. I would say yes. Yes, there is grace, of course. You know, like it's not a cutthroat, like right. I just got a raise, so you better get yourself a raise or something of that nature. But what I will say is, is that to, it's going to be up to a certain point. So it is very possible that you will fall out of the friend category, but that doesn't mean that you're forever gone, you know? It's just, I understand the type of life I want to have and where I want to progress, right? And I'm still learning, of course, but as I move along, I'm slowly eliminate distractions that I can definitively say isn't helping me or making me better, right? So if that's, if you're a part of that, right. then of course, I'm going to start steering away from you. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you're gone forever. And unless you're doing something definitively wrong or definitively negative towards me, then it's always going to be open-ended. It's always going to be open arms to that degree. But yes, yes, there is a point in time where I will be like, well, I just don't feel like it'd be necessary for us to hang out for now because I'm trying to do this. And I don't think that's totally a bad thing. And you touch on a great... No, and no, that, and that's what I was about to you know, elaborate on is that some people just don't fit in certain periods of your life, right? The one revelation that I've had in life is that, you know, sometimes people are seasonal. Some, you know, some people are meant to be in and out of your life. We are here to experience people and not possess them. Right. And imagine if you had every single friend that you considered a friend and they stayed in your life throughout. You have thousands of friends, but that would be hard to manage. Right. And there's certain people that just don't fit with the schema of the life that we're trying to live anymore. And it's all love. Right. And I think for people that are trying to elevate themselves or, you know, and you, it's, it's a hard discussion to have with somebody where it's like, dang, like where I'm going, bro, I can't see you fitting in that. And it's all, there's no love lost, but it's a hard thing to tell somebody that, right. Especially somebody you love. Cause man, like I said, we give out unconditional love. Like we just, we connect very well and it don't take much for us to connect. Right. But in a sense, like you said, if you're going for something greater, everybody cannot go and everybody don't fit. There's certain decisions that people making them lives or in their separate lives that just don't, you know, it's not in the same lane that you're trying to go for. But it's no love lost. Have you ever when I speak to that, have you ever felt that way where you because I have where it was just like, man, like I don't want to 
per se cut this person off but at the same time i just can't be around you on the in the same way that i used to because it's just not conducive to where i'm trying to go in my life have you ever had you know that feeling where it's weighed heavy on you in that sense oh 100 percent. and there's definitely people that i don't talk to in my life that to a degree still have that sort of effect to where i feel like you know I really wish in a perfect world or really wish we were still cool or still in a good space and everything like that. And I would really, I would want to make that very clear is that the ability to actually cut people off and to distance yourself is not an easy skill for anyone to have. And that is a very difficult emotional thing that you do have to go through because I mean, everyone's experienced this. You look back at a person, you're not, it's really hard for you to only think of the bad when you think of a person. It's like more or less, you're always going to think of the good times, especially if you've known right. someone for a long time and you've gotten to that point. You're always going to see the good in people. Most people do that. So when you get to the point where you learn that skill, it is very tough to execute. But I do want to promote that it is very necessary for your development and your progress. You do have to have the ability to cut people off and to even push it further. It goes beyond the envelope of friends. You have to be able to do that in any aspect of your life, whether that's your own habits, whether right. even that's family members, you know, as crazy as that sounds, you have to be able to cut things off that are detrimental to your growth or else you will remain stagnant. And stagnation, I think, is the worst possible outcome you can have as a person. And 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 the only way that growth can happen is one, you got to have that vision, right? If you're not really chasing something or seeing something or visualizing something better for yourself, then obviously we got this, you know, this term where you're comfortable in your mess, right? I know where I'm at. I know how to deal with it. I don't really want to elevate. I don't really want to cut these bad habits off. I don't really want to cut these people off because I became super comfortable where I'm at. We have, you know, there's so many people we know that are like that, but what you're speaking to is boundaries, right? And not only boundaries, but like you said, it's a tougher side to it. You can do it with grace. I wouldn't, I don't even consider it cutting people off, right? There's certain people I just don't deal with that if I ran into them, it's still the same love, but I just can't give you that same energy and attention that I used to because I'm just in a different space. I'm in a different light and things just don't mesh well. So you can, you can do that with grace, but I want to transition to this is I want to transition into, you know, more so the support of friends. Right. And I and, you know, we even posted a clip and you guys posted a clip and talked about it extensively about supporting friends emotionally. Right. And I think this is a huge skill, you know, to develop. Right. Because it's not. And I'm elaborating on it a little bit after I get your thoughts on it. But this is more of a skill of the person that's doing the supporting or having to be in that supporting role, whatever the, the situation calls for. I think it's a skill that you have to hone in on and it's not something that you can really just, you know, just take from the center of you um, and just put on somebody else. Right. And so before I elaborate on what I mean by that, what would be your thoughts in terms of emotional support in your friends? Like how, how do you go about that and how would you want that to be done to you? So we did discuss that a lot on the episode. So I'm going to try to come about this in a different approach. You know, of course, go back, listen to it. Great content in there. Me and Trey had a really great discussion about it. I think it's definitely one of our better episodes in my personal opinion. But of course, I'm biased since I was in there. It. it is. Uh, so <laughs> my angle when we're talking, yeah. <laughs> so my angle when we're talking about it, I think when it comes to supporting your friends is that first of all, you're not supposed to have all the answers. That's important. All right. So if your friend is feeling right. bad, it's not your sole responsibility that they have to be happy now. No, that's, that's not even possible. I mean, you, happiness comes in within at the end of the day. All right. Now, outside forces can enhance right. your happiness, but you can't totally rely on someone else to make you happy. So with that being said, the best that you can do is apply comfort or do what you can to motivate them 
to bring it out of themselves, the load that they're having. Okay. So that's your mindset that you should have right. going into it. How you go about it, it's going to be tailored to the individual that you're dealing with. I, me and my friends from back home, we've always, the way I approach talking to them when I have problems is way different than I approach the friends that I met in college. It's way different than I approach the coworkers that I have when they try to vent. You know, it's custom depending on the person that you're dealing with. My biggest advice is that when in doubt, listen and acknowledge the person's emotion. That is the single easiest thing that you can always do that everyone's going to like and it's going to benefit. You can never go wrong with just sitting there, shutting up, listening, and acknowledging that person's emotion. You'll never go wrong with that. And then my second point with that is that once you have it tailored and custom to that individual, I'm going to piggyback off of what I said from the previous episode because I really think it's that important. There has to be some type of time limit to it. All right? You can't you can't comfort someone for a year and there's no results. Then you're not comforting. You didn't do, um, you're not doing anything. doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter if you're giving them money every week or, you know, staying with them or whatever. If they're not getting better within a certain amount of time, you might as well be doing nothing. So there has to be some type of time limit and something to where you're like, okay, I either need to push the envelope. I need to step away, let them figure it out, or there has to be some type of course correct and plan the action at a certain amount of time. Absolutely. You, you touched base on a, on a few points that I was going to even touch base on. It. One, the thing that we talk about, you know, in my field of work, right, is one, and it's a harsh truth, you know, a harsh reality of the world is your feelings is your responsibility, right? How I feel, you know, is solely on me. And if somebody, if I feel like somebody did something to me, they're responsible for that action. Now I'm, you know, responsible for the feeling. And it's a harsh reality to deal with, but at the end of the day, we are not responsible for our friend's feelings, right? Now with me saying that, I feel like as though a, a quality of a friend is to be supportive, like you said, you know, said is to, to support that person and to tailor it to them. And I want to expunge on that a little bit is because the one thing I think we don't do as friends, and I'm talking about as collective, especially in the men, community you know and the men's sex is that we try to put us on other people right and it's and that's and it's cool in the sense of if somebody's asking for advice like you know what bro like in this in this instance bro like i need some advice on this what would you do in this instance that's different right that's different but in saying that you got to be able to have that empathy or that general empathy to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else right so i know when i come to you hell Whatever I'm telling you is going to be different than what you're telling me, right? We just go about life in different ways on a lot of aspects, right? Your approach is going to be uh, uniquely tailored to what I might need. And that's what I'm saying is that that friendship level, when you call somebody a friend, has got to be, it's not surface level, right? You can't have that general empathy for somebody you don't truly know. And I will say this, bro, like somebody, some people that I consider friends, bro, have no idea. And now I'm not saying it's their responsibility, right? But they have no idea to go about even, you know, helping me in certain aspects. And that's why I don't really go to them. And I'm not saying that that's what they're there to do. But when you get into those surface level friendships, bro, people don't understand that we can't put us on them. Right. A lot of the times we funnel our version of the world only through our lens and then try to place it on them. And that just doesn't work. It doesn't click. Some things that you tell me, bro, just don't click for me. In certain aspects of the world and it's like if you don't if you just pull from what i would do it's not going to work for everybody and i think that's the biggest failure that we have a lot of men is like if i was you and i'm going to take from my feelings and my experience this is what i would do and it, it just doesn't mesh well if you don't see it from the other person's point of view yeah man i enjoy i enjoy this because now we're really we're really getting deep into this concept here because you're pointing out two different spectrums that you're trying to balance when it comes to supporting your friends. Because on one side, you have your friend here and you want to make sure he becomes better in the way that you think. But on the other side, you're everything is always through your lens. So you have to find a way to bring him along but also not creating another version of you. So, right. 
that makes it very difficult. And again, like I, like I said, that's a that can make this hard. That's can, that is what makes this difficult. And like I mentioned in my episode, it's like that is my number one problem. That is one hundred percent. Like if if people, anyone who's been my friend will tell you that. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. People will tell you that that I try to tell people what to do as if they are me and as if they can be me. And that is a big flaw and who I am as a person that I try to work on, right? So one of the ways that I do try to work on that, because I know it's an issue with me, is that one, I don't try to micromanage. So every little thing that someone does or someone wants to do that I may not agree with, you know, sometimes people just have to experience life and you gotta be okay with that, you know? like. There's some things that maybe you're like, yeah, I've done it before. I don't think it's a good idea or whatever. You can tell them that, but you can tell them that in a healthy way to where it's like, you just got to let that man experience it. You got to let him go through it. Then he can come back. And when he comes back, it's not like, oh, I told you so. I told you that. It's more just like, okay, well, what do you learn from it? You know, yeah, this is what I thought when I went through that. And then it's a healthier dialogue to be like, okay, all right, you know, I learned this time and I'll try to apply it for future reference. Because again, like it's, it's, it's with anything, it's with your parents, it's with all of that. It's the, you're not gonna listen to everything your parents ever tell you, even if they've experienced it. Sometimes you just have to experience right. it on your own. Same thing with friends is that I can't go around and trying to give them my life experiences to put them ahead of the curve. Like I, like I know it all. It's like they gotta experience it themselves. Right. I think that's a that's definitely a big factor. Um, I think another thing that can definitely help people out is that if you find yourself if you find yourself giving people a lot of advice that's tailored to you, one, it's always cool to be direct about it. Just say, Hey, this is what I think I would do in my situation. At least you're fair, at least you're honest, at least you're straight up about it, that you're looking through your own lens. Right. But a second thing that you can do is take a little bit more time. And this is where critical thinking comes into play. Think of it in a bigger perspective. So what I mean by that is that if you were to have a situation and someone's like, hey, well, you know, what should I do? Instead of telling them what to do, just make them put them in a position where they think a little bit broader. So say there's certain ways you can go about this, but a good example is I would always ask a question like, well, what's your end goal? Someone's trying to figure out a problem or trying to solve something. I'll I'll, I'll ask sometimes, what's your end goal? I was like, okay, what are some of the hurdles that you think that you're going to run into that is going to prevent you from getting to that end goal? And you, in that sense, you're just promoting them to think bigger. You're promoting them to think more critically about it. And then through that, instead of you telling them what to do, they can be, they can look back and be like, okay, well, this stops go. This is the way I think I'm going to go this way. And then you let them go that way. Right. Just let it happen. And what you think, what you, what you're speaking to really is like some people just got to, you know, go life is the, the best, you know, best teacher, right? Certain things that it's just not going to resonate. How many times have you, you know, we told our parents like, dang, I wish I would have listened, you know, or dang, even our friends, anybody that has told us something where outcome was going to come about and was like, nah, it's not going to come about. We go try it. And it's, it's the exact same thing. Right. But at the end of the day, like you said, some it just doesn't resonate with people until they experience. Some people can take certain things from word of mouth. Some people can't. And you got to be willing to accept that. One thing that I would say is that. There's a couple points I want to make about advice given and, you know, being supportive as a friend in that, in that sense is with emotional support is that one on, on a both side of coin, bro, be open to hearing everybody's perspective. Right. Because obviously if you come into somebody about advice, right. And they giving you advice. We've been in a situation like, nah, but it's don't, this don't work for me. Or they, you know, it's not as a warm, you know, receptive. Sometimes if you're reaching out to somebody, bro, hear them for what it is. It don't have to apply to you. But still be open and willing to hear it, even if it don't really applicate to you and, you know, do it with grace. On the other end is that some people don't want advice, bro. And I've learned this, bro. Some people like, you know, you ever been in a situation where somebody is just venting 
and they just want to vent, bro. They don't really want to hear what you got to say or a solution. Now, I will say, if somebody is venting, people need to know what emotional dumping is, right? And I'm a, before I go further, I want to talk about emotional dumping. And emotional dumping really is is that you don't really ask your friend or whoever you're going to, right, about how their day is going. Are they recept- Are they in a space where they can hear about your problems or anything? You're just going to them so I can get this off my chest and feel better, knowing that they're empathetic, so they're going to take it, right? I've been in situations where I've been or I felt obligated to, you know, I'm like, man, this person is going through so such a hard time. Let me just take this on for them. And, you know, sometimes we get in that space, but it weighs heavy on people that, you know, receive that emotional dumping. So be aware of what you're doing. Right. And if you and it's okay to tell people, right, look, I'm not in the space to hear this. You know what I'm saying? As a friend, sometimes people be like, well, you know, as a friend, I feel like you should always be there for me. You know that in a sense. Yeah. But, you know, we're older now. And I think people got to understand, bro, people going through their own battles, people going through their own lives. People are going through certain things that they dealing with and they just not in a space to either help you or hear some more bad news. You know, and like I said, it goes back to what I said. Your feelings are your responsibility. Now, do I say that friends shouldn't help people out? No, but I feel as though I would encourage people if you're not in a space to give advice or help, let people know. For the most part, people are going to re- be receptive of that. And if they not, I'm going to call a spade a spade. If somebody can't respect that you're not in the space to hear that, bro, that's not a friend. That's somebody that wants you there for that specific role. You need to be good enough to hear this from me, figure it out so I can tell you about my problems. And that's not really a friend. That's not mutual. That's somebody that needs to get something off their chest. And there are professionals for that. There's therapists and psychologists for that. And that's not a friend's role. So. That's what I that's what I would say in terms of emotional support is like, like we hit it on the head. Right. Be there. Be available. Understand that everybody don't want advice. Some people don't want to help. Some people just want to vent. And at the end of the day, like I said, like, you know, life is the best teacher for everybody. So it's not going to get through to everybody what you say. But if you put your best foot forward, you do what you can and what space that you in, then that's what it has to be. And you got to you got to move forward and let that person know, like, Look, this is what it is, and I hope you can figure it out, but this is not something that I can take on at this very moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what I would say, and this would apply to everyone, this is a very core mindset that I feel like you should have. At the end of the day, friends are a utility. They are not a crutch, Okay. All this in mind, when we're talking about mutual benefits and everything, that's really what it comes down to this, that friends to a degree are a utility. So with that being said, you can't abuse the friend dynamic. You can't abuse the power and the concept of the friendship just to suit your needs. There has to be some type of give. There has to be some type of mutuality to where it's not just all going to one side, okay? So you can't just say, because we're friends, now I can do this. Unless you're getting something in return, or unless that person's getting something in return, more than likely you're abusing the whole power dynamic. And that's where you start to lead into the bad friendship. That's where you start to lead into the bad. Again, not everything's extreme. Everything is about balance. So that's the most important thing that you have to realize is that If you feel like you're telling your friend a lot of stuff, you have to also reciprocate that same energy in some type of way. You have to come up with like, hey, I know I've been going through a hard time. I appreciate that. You know, I'm going to do this in return just without question or something like that. Or another conversation that we like to have is that there's always that one friend that's like, you know, oh, can I? Can I get this? You know, like, because it, it's your convenient, you know, can I, can I get some cash or can I borrow this? Can I use that and stuff? And the biggest dilemma about that person is that he's not giving or she is not giving anything back. And I hear this all the time. I hear so-called friends. I hear about these certain issues to where it really just seems like one person is just taking advantage of the other person over the title of being a friend. And that's where we bring it on home that's is that a, you need you, to have the ability to identify that and then be able to cut that off. 
because that's going to turn into a negative. Or speak to it. Or just speak yeah, to it. Because I will say it. this, though. Definitely. What I have learned, the what I've learned in, in this process is, like I said, I've been on the receiving end of emotional dumping. And on the other end, I'm pretty sure I have done it. Sometimes we want to act like, you know, we haven't done these bad things or whatever. But I, what I've learned about certain things is that somebody doesn't, a lot of people aren't aware of what they're doing, right? I think when I had that, you know, when I'm talking about emotional dumping with my friend for this, you know, you know, example is that she had no idea what she was actually doing until I let her know what it was. Right. Because all they know, you know, from their frame of mind is I'm going through a lot. I need to get this off my chest. I know I can go to this person. It's not like they doing it out of intentionally to harm us. All they know is like, I need to get this weight off my chest and I know where to go to do that. And, you know, if you don't let people know what they are doing, they'll continue to do it. Right. And like I said, some people aren't doing it intentionally. Sometimes people are doing, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You speak to a lot of, you know, there's friendships that it's not 50, 50 or, you know, I'm 60, 40, but a lot of people don't know what they're doing unless you let them know. And to have those honest conversations about it is super, super important because you making them aware of how you making me feel or not how you making me feel, but your actions is leading to this feeling for me. So to just have those conversations and if it continues to happen, they don't respect your boundaries. Then like I said, that's more so of a role player than a, than a friend for you but i want to transition into this bro i want to talk about the animosity that can grow from friends like you know this disdain this this hatred that could come from the competitive nature um especially for men um you, you know i'm pretty sure it happens in the women on the women's side as well but when i talk about like the animosity and you know that disdain that the people end up having is that what what comes to mind for you right like when we talk about we see friendships break off, like what is a thing that you think that breaks off a lot of friendships and um, in terms of like that hatred or, you know, no constant communication? Because I got a few ideas that I want to share as well. Yeah. Uh, well, there's really there's there's no escape from that. You know, friends are not whatever at the end of the day. And this is this is more of a male dynamic uh, of never been a woman so i'm not going to imply that the same nature matters maybe we can talk about that whenever we start interviewing right. females or bringing more into the podcast but anyway i digress um so men men there's a hierarchy all right men keep score there right. is a leader Absolutely. and there is the pack and they you know i hear all these analogy so i'm gonna try not to use them but at the end of the day uh that's part of the progression thing is that people are going to get better around you at some point or if they're not then right all of you guys to a degree are going to fail all right so in your friend group there's always going to be one person that's going to be doing better than everyone else okay so this is really a gut check oh, for hold on. the men in the audience. Let me, let me, let me get some pushback, listening. though. Yeah. Let me, okay. let me give some pushback. Let me give some pushback. I'm going to give you okay. some pushback from this sense. Is that everybody's, you know, everybody's, and we've had this discussion even in our group chats, right? Everybody's definition of success is different, right? And so, you know, they made the jokes on Twitter. I don't know if you was on that a couple of weeks ago, like the leader of the pack and women was talking about yeah man you once you realize your man is not the leader of his group you know that funny stuff going on on twitter oh yeah yeah and saying yeah, that though, there I is some that. sort of higher there is some yeah and but there is like there is some hierarchy but regardless we don't really speak to it as men right it's not like you know we point you know to somebody like he is our leader he's you know we following him you just if you're an outsider you could kind of really see it or if you really be honest you could kind of see how in different dynamics we follow each other in whatever ways you know what i'm saying we just have that dynamic as men but i will say though is that in terms of our dynamic though success is different for everybody right so in my case you know success might be just peace of heart but you might have more money so in you know, somebody's other world, they're like, man, he must be the leader. Look at him making the most money moves. Or for somebody else, it might be them just getting out of a bad environment. That's their level of success. Like, man. So it's really subjective. It's really subjective on who really is the leader of what. I don't really believe. Do I think there's an unspoken hierarchy in most friends? 
probably, but it's all on different aspects. But what I will say is everybody level of success and every definition of success is different for everybody. So that would be my pushback to that. But I'm listening though. Go ahead. Yeah. That's, I don't really, I kind of see where you're coming from. I do see where you're coming from. Uh, What I would say to that is that whether you agree with it or not, I mean, it, that's just how the world works. There's always going to be someone that's ahead. There's always going to be someone that takes charge. There's always going to be someone that is, to a degree, is going to be doing better. Now, how do you define success is really more of the question. It's Success is either going to be tangible or visible. And those are the only two ways that I see it. So let's say you're going through a bad patch and you're getting better i can visually see that let's say you're getting healthier you're going to work out and stuff yeah to a degree you are more successful but compared to what and compared to who and i don't think that dynamic ever changes is that it's always going to be in relation to something so if you're always going to make the argument that success is different i'm just better than who i was before i can agree with that that's fine and in your space or right. in your group, if that operates, that's fine. But without a, there's no way you can get around the fact that there is always going to be a some sort of hierarchy. There's always going to be some type of measure of success. And the measure is always going to be on a broader scale whenever you start comparing yourself, right? If you make $50,000 in a poor town where everyone's making $10,000, you're the top dog. You're rich, right? Until you broaden your skill, you move to a city and you realize people are right. making $100,000. They're making a million dollars. Then you realize you're not that high on the scale, right? That's where the comparison comes along. And my argument to that is that you'll never fully, you'll never get rid of that comparison. If you want to create your own vacuum or you want to live in your own, not in your own world in a negative way, but just in your own space on how you define it, that's fine. I'm not going to take that away from right. you, but you can't deny that comparisons exist and it's always going to be there. Absolutely. Ab- no, you're absolutely right. But then again, like, like you know, like the saying goes, is ca- comparison is, a, you know, the thief of joy, right? If I'm always, co- and especially the world that we live in, right? We see it a lot. Social media has boosted comparison, right? We've all have skewed levels of success, right? And that's why we preach on this podcast, being well within yourself. So you don't have to feel like, you know, that external locus of control where I feel as though my validation is coming from outside of my body instead of me. Right. And so comparison is a thief of joy. Um, but you are right. It's innately a part of our culture, right? In society, right? Somebody's answering to somebody. In some sense. So I, I do agree with you on that. In terms of animosity, and, and I want to kind of reel it back in, in terms of animosity and the hatred that I feel as though sometimes break up friendships, I think is because, and I've had this theory for a while, is like American capitalism breeds competitive nature, right? Right? We all have, I think it, in a sense, it inflates our egos and inflates us. You know, being self-made is, you know, when we look to the idols, right, we see we want to be that. Right. And on a way we kind of got a house capitalism is, you know, set up is like, you know, it's a dog eat dog world. Right. So even though I might be friends with you, you know, if the opportunity was to present itself between two friends for a great opportunity, I feel as though that could divide people. No matter as much as we want to act like it doesn't. It's so ingrained in our culture that, you know, everybody wants what's best for them until. You know, it's, you know, you competing with somebody you might love. And it was, it, it, I use this example, bro. For me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I played a couple of years as a backup QB, right? The only way I would get my shot is one, you know, obviously you want everybody to play well, but somebody would be lying to you, like, dang, you know what I'm saying? I kind of want to see him fail so I'll get my shot. And that's a terrible feeling to have, especially if you have some love for somebody, right? You want to see somebody fail to get your shot or elevate yourself. And I was like, it, it was a revelation I had. I'm like, bro, why do I feel this way? Like, it's not something that I wanted to feel, but. It's like, dang, that's the way that society works. Just like you said, it's a hierarchy to it. And sometimes I feel as though that hierarchy can cause disdain. And if you don't really check it or understand it, you it's, it's kind of set up in a way where it's like me versus you. If we in the same lane, we might clash a couple of times and that could break up the genuineness because at the end of the day, everybody got this level of success. And if I got to break something off to reach where I got to go, then, you know, so be it for most people. So. I think that 
that frame of mind is ingrained in our culture. And I think to a level of degree, I think that's why it's a part of the reason why everybody can't really be genuine in terms of being friends, because if you're in the same lane, you don't clash on a lot of things. And uh, and then it's an inflation of ego, too. I think that, that that plays a part as well. Yeah. So this is where it gets tough. Uh, so scarcity brings division. It's always going to happen um, right. with where your situation is trying to be the starting QB trying to be the man. There's only one spot. There's like six or seven of you guys. It's only going to be one. So it's always right. going to have some type of division. Uh, if you you want to counter that, if you want to counteract that, it's really just based off of perspective. So you have to decide the level of importance this certain thing is, and you have to wrap your mind around is that there's bigger opportunities, there's bigger things that I can do to still reach the success. So just like what you ended up doing, um, when we both went to school together, you wanted to be the top dog, right? You wanted to be the number one, but right. you, you had to reframe your mind and change your perspective to realize is that maybe I might not have the ability to do it here for whatever reason, but there's only one spot here. Right. In total, there's like 2,000 spots or however many schools there are. There's that many opportunities for me to do it. So with that, you made the decision that you wanted to right. transfer. Well, to that degree, that's you broadening your area, thinking bigger than what's around you. Because again, there was a scarcity. There's only one spot. So you were like, I want to increase my odds. So you went out cast a bigger net to where now you at least had the ability and, you can go to another school you at least have a better opportunity and, to do that and get that and chance that, with that same right, logic absolutely and with that same logic i think you can apply that right so it's just like what we were right. just going on the tangent about if one friend's doing better than the other that's a scarcity thing it's for some reason in your head you think there's only one person that can be successful you need to start thinking bigger and Everyone in your friend group can be successful, but not everyone is going to be successful, right? And that's more right, right. because of your framework and your mindset to that that's going to cause that. And what you what you what I'm taking from you is something that I try to preach to a lot of people and something that I've learned to believe, bro. Is that like I said? I think because it's so ingrained in capitalist American capitalist society, like you said, scarcity, that we don't really see the world for what it is in terms of its abundance, right? I think this world is abundant for all of us, right? But you know, we kind of only elevate certain things. We talked about it, you know, in the past, right? Where we kind of elevate certain talents. So if you don't reach this in this way, you're not talented, right? There might be something like for for example, I'm using you know me for example, right? my ability to speak my ability to write and these things are god-given talents my you know empathy and being able to read the room those are god-given talents that we don't really elevate right but we grow up in a society where it's like four or five things for men to be basketball player football player entrepreneur president like and those are all great things to aspire for but like you said everybody's not going to be that right so reworking our and reframing our mind to think that this world is abundant for all of us right we just got to change on what society tells us is successful and what successful, you know, success looks like in our lives. Right. Cause if we only go by that standard, right. There's a lot of unsuccessful people, but you, you go out in the community, right. There's a lot of people that think success, like I said, is just having a peace of mind. And for, you know, we don't elevate those things because we only put our stock and, you know, society only preaches us to be certain things. And that's what success looks like. And like I said, those are great things. But being able to define success for yourself is super, super important. And and I kind of want to shift and, you know, and to wind down this, you know, this episode, I want to talk about and and I want to get your, your thoughts on this. Right. When we talk about supporting friends. Right. It, like you said, is is very fluid. Right. And our lives are fluid. Right. And especially for men. One thing that touches dear to my heart is that we don't really ever give that same support for others in terms of when they're off the field or they're not entertaining us or they're off the court. Right. We all let's call a spade a spade. Right. We all reposting our friends that, you know, doing big things and entertainment. 
or if they attained a level what what we think is success we repost them we you know we you know we're doing all these things but there's people out here that's you know have real talents real business that doing real the same amount of work that we would put into you know these things that entertain us whether it's basketball or make it to the nfl like any of those things or being an entrepreneur there's people that's doing it in real life that when we need to find a way of celebrating the successes of our individual brothers and ancestors in a way where shoot if they reach a level of what they deem to be successful elevating them in the same sense coming with that same energy because i know a lot of people that work just as hard on their craft much more than they worked on a you know football field i got people that i know that you know became engineers and stuff like that that you know, were great in the classroom and i think those things aren't elevated in the same sense of what we when we elevate people that entertain us in a sense that are our friends so what are your thoughts on that as we wind this episode down uh i think it's most importantly that um as a friend you are the equalizer to this so there's society and what they do out there and then there's what you're going to be doing in your inner circle and that creates its own vacuum and that's where you need to be a good equalizer for that so if you have a player if you have a friend that's a star you have to be showing that same amount of energy to your friend that's doing a startup business right and you can be honest with them. I, I really think honesty is the biggest thing when you come into that. Um, you can be upfront and like, hey, you know, I want to support. I want to do what I can and stuff. Maybe I don't like your design. Maybe I don't like the business. Maybe it doesn't suit me, but I can at least try to help in any way that I can. Right. So we don't have to fake it. You can still be real with them, right. but you can still show them the same amount of love doing the small things like all their pictures tag them, everything like that. And I would actually like to end it on a story because I just happen to have friends that are in that space that are content creators. They're not, uh, they weren't football stars or athletes and things. They're just on a different spectrum, right? So when my friend was going about it at the beginning with with starting up with content creating, with podcasting and and creating his shirt company and things, you know, there's very simple things, you know, buying his shirt and all that stuff. But one problem that became very apparent is that it was hard to get all of us to listen and watch his podcast and give out legitimate input. And there was a lot of reasons for that. You know, sometimes the topics just didn't pertain to us or we just were busy, didn't have the time to, right? And at the beginning, he was very upset about it because in his head, because we were friends, we had to be his biggest supporters. We had to be, you know, the look up to him to a degree. Yeah. Right. But you really don't have to be that way. You right. can help. You can do small things, but you don't if it doesn't work for you, you can be upfront about it. And that was one thing that he learned. So it's a good balance to where you're like. There's people who's never met him before that are bigger fans of his stuff than his own friends are. But at the same time, every time he posts something, he knows he's guaranteed. If no one else views it, he's guaranteed 10 likes. He's guaranteed 10 views because his friend group is always going to go there. Even if they just click on it, like it, exit out. They're always going to do the little things that's going to carry over. And that's all you can ask for as a friend group and as a support system. So... Be okay with your friends aren't always going to be your biggest supporters, but at the same time, they can always do the little things that help push you along in the way that they can. Fact, and and, and you speaking directly to me, like with this podcast, right? Um, like uh, when I originally when we originally started, obviously I wasn't looking for that, you know, support. I just wanted to do this because I, you know, in my heart, this was me, right? This is something I wanted to do. And really, that was it, right? This, you know, we're going to do this organically. I'm not really looking. People going to come in and now it's going to be for who it is, right? And originally, I was like, man, like, I wish people I consider friends to repost or listen to it or, you know what I'm saying? Like, people I'm talking like, hey, baby, listen to the podcast. And I, it made me kind of insecure when I first started, if I'm not lying. But understanding, like like you said, it don't fit everybody. I understand that this podcast might not be for everybody. It might not be something you want to hear, something that, you know, just uh, I'm not I'm not feeling it. 
but it's for somebody, right? So if you're able to push it out, bro, you're able to simply put a like out or, you know what I'm saying, push the content, you might not even listen to it, but even reposting it. Like, hey, go check my guys out. Like, you don't understand how far this reaches, right? There's somebody out here like, man, I kind of want to listen to this. I kind of want to. We even got a supporter. Remember uh, one of our friends? He has a friend that listens to every podcast episode and way out in Richmond, Virginia. I don't even know this guy, but he hit us up. Remember a couple yeah. months ago talking about, man, like I'm a big supporter and this things. So you just never, you never really know. But the the thing I will say is, like I said, come from an unconditional place, right? My thing is this, bro. I got the three P's when it comes to support for me. Are you passionate about it? Is it positive or, you know, something not harming you or somebody else? That's what I mean by positive. Is it productive? If it's those three things, then you got my full support. I might not know anything about underwater welding. But if it's something that you like, you got my full support in it because I know that it brings you the greatest satisfaction. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are the things. It's got to be unconditional. It don't fit everybody. You might not understand it, but it's simple things that you can do to push out people, to support people, to make them feel heard. Because at the end of the day, we want to feel like we matter. No matter how much self-love, we still want to feel that support and love from the people that we want to feel it from. So that's super, super important, man. But with that being said, bro, this was a great episode. Great episode. I'm glad we got to do this, bro. Um, and, and to close it out, I want to make sure that people under go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, it's up and running. Go ahead and give us um, some likes and some comments. Uh, we appreciate the feedback all the t- you know all the time. Also, go follow us on Instagram at underscore men the podcast. Um, my content creator over there, Jacob Hell, is constantly creating uh, content that's unique and pushing those things out to to further our podcast and to get people to view and understand what we really trying to do right what is our overall goal and mission in this and how how driven we are and how how much you know genuine investment we have in this so and i'll let you close on uh just talking about the tiktok because you know that's that's not really my lane yeah yeah so uh we're we have the site we haven't started posting anything yet we're building up the content for it of course we understand how TikTok works and understand the potential it have for us. So if you want to get a jump start on it, follow us now. We don't have any videos up yet, but it's men period the period podcast. So you can get a jump start on that. And then as Boy, the videos start that going, one more you can time. like, subscribe, share. It's men period the period podcast. Okay. Period. So all that okay. together, no spaces, nothing, but put that all together all right and also before we end this i i just have to say because it, it's stuck in my head now that you said it um everyone wants to make a reference about what underwater weaving under what was it again oh underwater welding, welding? yeah underwater welding listen yeah <laughs> underwater well listen you 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 go out there Find yeah. us an underwater welder. That will be our first interview. I, I promise you, I will sit there. It will be a two hours long. I will sit there. I will talk to her. I want to learn everything, okay? Because everyone keeps saying that. I have not seen one yet. I don't even think that's a job. I really don't. So, hold on. Time out. First off, it's a job. All right. It's a job. We know it who, for a fact. Who has it? I don't see anyone who has it. Nope. I've never seen Time it. Out. Okay, because oh, you messed with one. Bring them on the show. Not around them. Nah. Okay, so I'm gonna find one. You you just challenged me to do something that you know I'm gonna do, but that's fine. Um, my grandpa was a welder, so I don't. He wasn't an underwater welder, but I do was, was know that is a super dangerous job. No, it wasn't underwater, but oh, I bet it is. Some, I, I bet it is dangerous. It's underwater. Listen. You know, you know, I'm a fine one because you're not what you're not going to do is challenge me to go find something. No, you're not going to challenge me to go find something that you know that I'm going to do. So I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go do it. Please help us find us an underwater welder. How follow us DM, but go to me, please. Whatever whatever you got to do, find this man. All right. We will bring him on here. We will interview this man. All right. Because I always hear about this. Never seen one in yeah. person. I got some questions. I got some real questions I gotta ask. All right, bro. We we gonna make we gonna we gonna make sure that you you get your questions off, bro. I'm gonna go. We gonna find one. If the if, if, if my I don't first find question one, is, let me see what your check is. That, that, that that's my first question. Oh, <laughs> what what is your be, check? It's gonna be bigger than ours. It's gonna be bigger than ours combined. I'll, I'll let you know that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um with that being said bro it was a great episode and um we'll be back um with uh finishing season two with trey um like i said he was on a little hiatus with some family stuff going on but we will be back here soon with that uh that episode three so we look forward to that and uh thank you for all your support and all you, you listeners um you help us push out great t- content and you your feedback is more than welcome and it's more than appreciated as well so thank you